At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings, air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. All right, welcome back to Podcast of the Five Rings. Hello. Hey, guys. Hello, episode two. Let's do it. S2 E2. Getting ready for S2 you right now. E2. That <laughs> alliteration. I that's a word. That's not alliteration. I think that's, that's more like <laughs> rhyming, if anything. Maybe by like current rap standards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're S2 reaching. E2. <laughs> you're really reaching there. Right. How's everybody doing? Good. Pretty uh, good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited. Still, we still miss you. Oh, we don't have your face glued up anywhere. Oh, man. Shit. I, I am we'll deeply to... offended. We'll have to just yeah. remember our, our best memories with Birdine uh, <laughs> while he was here and, and use yeah. that. Oh, I've got one I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, not, yeah. not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> you can wipe it from the internet, but you can't take it from our heads. <laughs> no! <laughs> my one weakness. Be sure to ask about it in the Discord. Mm. <laughs> As always, I am your GM, Nick. Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, let's see you what everybody's playing today even though they're playing the same characters that they've been playing for two seasons now okay uh first we have logan logan who are you going to be playing today i am playing soshi borazu with my little buddy squee the lucky cricket traveling across rokugan with my new friends hearing some sick tunes Mm -hmm. having a good time have a lot of responsibilities thrown on my plate and uh i'm ready to ready to dig in yeah all right next we have heath heath who are you playing Hey, I'm Heath, and I'm playing Caillou Tomo, your favorite uh, youth governor, and I have recently <laughs> recently abandoned my post to go on another irresponsible journey with some of my new friends. <laughs> you were ordered by the emperor, all right? Put it into context correctly. <laughs> yeah, potato, potato. Mm-hmm. All right. Finally, we have Zach. It's potato, Zach. potato. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Zach, who are you playing? Uh, I guess it's... Ecoma, right? We're doing Ecoma. Ecoma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecoma. Right. We yeah, are. We I are, said Ecoma. I, I think the first one. Retconning. Retconning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Ecoma. Had a... Just call me Kenshi. I'm just Kenshi. Just, we'll just leave it at that. Oh, you, um, you dropped your family shred. name. <laughs> Fuck no. They'll hate me forever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Kenshi here to shred. Talk about how cool these guys are. Make them look cooler than they really are. And um. Yeah. Let's get into this. Great hype man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got a hype man. You guys, you guys just got. A we lost Boombox, but we yeah. got a hype man. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So previously on podcast of the Five Rings, Kayutomo, Soshinoburuzu, and Kuniakari have spent the past month recuperating in Clearwater Village from their adventure into the Shadowlands. Along with them is Bayushi Tsubasa, who has been recruited to help the party, a favor owed to him for helping them prepare for their previous mission. While there, Soshiburo spent his time helping Kuni Akari with the wound she sustained at Daylight Castle, as well as forging a mask, a rite of passage for all Scorpion Samurai. Kayutomo started his duties as governor of Clearwater Village, and crafted himself a Yumi made of an enigmatic dark wood that his uncle had begun selling at port. One late summer day, the party received a letter inviting them all to the Emperor's Winter Court in the capital city, Otosan Uchi. Their purpose at court is threefold. First, to tell their story so the Emperor may hear it firsthand. Second, to show Togashi Yoshi's armor to the Emperor. And third, to head a council which will determine the final resting place of the armor. Upon hearing this invitation, Kuni Akari suggested they seek out her father, Kuni Chiyagi, who lives in the Kuni Wastes. She says that he may know a way to open a permanent link between themselves and Togashi Yoshi. Their time is short though, as Yoshi's armor will be a necessary component in her father's work, and they may never have access to it again. While preparing to leave and enjoying their last night in town, they met a boisterous lion bard named Ikoma Kenshi. He heard the tale of the party's journey beyond the wall and wished to meet the folk heroes for himself. Kenshi, 
Recognizing Tomo Buro and Akari's fame as a stepping stone for his own personal glory, asked to join them on the road in exchange for music and entertainment. That same night, Buro received a letter from his father, Daimyo Soshi Bantaro. In his letter, Bantaro dismissed his son's accomplishments and demanded that Burrow return home for his own winter court. Conflicted and angry, Burrow wrote a letter back to his father, ignoring the daimyo's request and insulting his honor. Kayutomo, Soshinoburuzu, Kuniakari, Bayushi Tsubasa, and the newly recruited Ikoma Kenshi now travel deeper into the Crablands, to the Kuni Wastes, in search of a way to bring the martyr monk Togashiyoshi back to the realm of the living, unsure of whatever that may entail. So you guys are on the road, you've got your horses loaded up, uh, and you are leaving Clearwater Village, traveling to the northwest to the Kuni Wastes in search of Kuni Akari's father, yes. Kuni Chiagi. Cool. I'm... Sounds good. Right. Yeah, about how how long is that going to take to to get there? I mean, how many days of of travel by horse? It's about it's going to be about three days. Okay. Can you uh can you describe what we what we see between Clearwater Village and there? Any, sure. Any pretty scenery? Yeah. So, uh, traveling north away from Clearwater Village and the modest fishing communities of Earthquake Fish Bay, you enter into Kiyokan Province, the Crab Clan's seat of power. A tough, dry landscape sprawls out in front of you, and agricultural estates punctuate the landscape, harvesting what meager resources exist on these plains. Far to the south and west, you see the fields turn to harsh, jagged hills, and beyond those hills, you know the Caillou Wall stands, separating the Shadowlands from Rokugan. And to the east, you see a rigid mountain range cutting across the land. Farmers working in the fields give you suspicious looks with cold, hardened eyes as you pass by. Their stout, bulky bodies and harsh, brazen faces hint at their Hida ancestry. They harvest vegetables as hardy as they are. Potatoes, cabbage, mm -hmm. carrots, onions. Each lowly farmer doing their part to feed the brave defenders fighting on the wall. They bow their heads as you ride past, a sign of deep respect from the crab. I just give, like, tiny little nods to each one from, from the back of my horse. Right. So it's going to be about a three days ride to... Uh, <laughs> The Cooney Wastes. Uh, tell me, as you're traveling across, how, how do you guys, uh, where do you guys stay the night, and how do you travel, and, and what's your what's your routine look like? I'm I'm always up for camping. Yeah, camping. I mean, do, yeah, we, camping. Do, do we go through any, like, smaller villages or anything? As you're traveling, you pass or through a number of, like, small communities, yeah? Maybe, maybe camp a couple nights. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe stay, maybe, maybe hit a sake house again or something mm -hmm. uh, uh, in one of the smaller villages if they have any. Maybe pick up some fresh fish or something. Oh, we're traveling inland, right? So we're probably not near any, like, harbor towns anymore, right? Uh, the further you get away yeah. from the bay, the harder it is to find fish, yeah. Rice it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's well, some of those potatoes they're, they're making over there? Some of they're hardy, farming. Hardy crab potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> This is the furthest north I've ever been, so I'm kind of taken in the the landscapes. This is this is part of your country. This yeah, is, this, is, this is Crablands, this bro. This is crab country. <laughs> You're in crab country now, boy. Uh, we probably like take turns at night, mm -hmm. like staying awake and kind of like watching over the caravan, make sure no one comes by and tries to tries to fuck with us. Yeah, we're definitely carrying some precious cargo. Bayushi Supza, is he like being like weird or anything? Is he still being kind of fishy? Um. I mean, def define weird. I don't know what you mean. Fishy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Like, um, you're eyeing him suspiciously as you travel, is what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty saying. much. I want to see if I see anything. You know, he doesn't. As you guys are traveling, he doesn't kind of uh, give off much. He doesn't really do much aside from you know ride and help make camp and help make the food and prepare everything and you know generally all that. But he mostly keeps to himself as you guys are traveling. Cool. It's good to hear. What a good guy. What a solid mm -hmm. retainer. <laughs> Dude, no more, no more standing in hallways and peeking into rooms. <laughs> hey, he was just checking on. He was just checking on me. All right, he's a he's a thoughtful, a thoughtful friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing suspicious about that. You want to uh, make your way into one of the sake houses in one of the small communities as you're riding through. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because this is still. This is still like the last opportunity, you know, like the, on the way to to our our goals and our missions. It's 
I feel like we would all still look for a little bit of like reprieve from the real the the reality of the situation, you know. Yeah. Plus, you yeah. guys are like writing all day, <laughs> and honestly, the crablands are not very nice to look at, and uh, you you kind of want to like just take your mind off of everything that's happening at night. So it makes sense. It's like yeah. driving through most of the Central Valley. It's just <laughs> fields, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's farmland. Yeah, basically. But not even like very pretty fields, just like dirty fields. <laughs> Rice patties and fields of grain. Yeah. Also, I feel like any drinks we have like in the future are going to have to be so formal. It'd be yeah. nice to just get some casual drinking. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me to, put it this way. To, to act fools. To, <laughs> let me put it this way. Traveling across the Crablands really makes you want to have a drink. <laughs> is is drinking sake while driving a horse? Is that a yeah, is that is that is that a DUI? That is uh, actually only legal in the Crablands. <laughs> it is the what is Missouri? Nice. Of, it's the, the only way to survive. <laughs> I know. I can't remember which state does that. There's it's like a few. It's like Tennessee or Mississippi or something. <laughs> you can have a road a road beer, a horse beer. Mm-hmm. Typical South of Rokugan, South of <laughs> South of the US. You know. <laughs> Listen, guys, they're right on the they're right on the border with the Shadowlands. All right, they're they've they've seen some shit, you know, like yeah, little things like drinking while driving your horse, like they they get a pass. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys, um, you guys are checking into a sake house one evening, and uh, you guys make your orders, and um, you notice that the the innkeep, she's a she's a lowly uh, peasant woman working at this sake house, and uh, she's she's serving you guys, um, and. Uh, she kind of she gives like knowing glances at everyone in the party, um, except she looks suspiciously at Bayushi Tsubasa, and she looks very suspiciously at Ikoma Kenshi. Um, and you guys what? kind of mm. notice this as uh, she's distributing your your food and drink. She's just like looking at me weird. Yeah, like she she's looking at you very suspiciously. Huh. Kenshi, do you do you know do you know her? She's- uh, you know. I- as a rock star, I do sleep with a lot of women, but I don't think <laughs> oh, that's <God>. her. <laughs> um, can I can I try and approach her like away from the group since I'm the only other crab in our party, I guess, other than Kuniakari? Maybe I can try and talk to her, see see what she knows. Yeah, okay, you can do that, definitely. Um so uh you kind of excuse yourself from the table as she's walking away and you, you talk to her and 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 what exactly do you say? Hey there, uh I'm Caillou Tomo. Uh, was recently given the post as a you know governor down at Clearwater Village. Maybe you've heard of it. You uh, you may have heard of it. Uh, we're, on a, <laughs> we're on a pretty important mission, but I, I I see that you're eyeing some of my party members a little bit suspiciously. Is there uh is there anything I should be worried about? She says, "Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you don't feel a little uncomfortable traveling with a lion, despite everything that's happening politically right now in Rokugan." Maybe Clearwater Village is a little out of touch with uh, <laughs> with world politics, with politics in Rokugan. Could you could you enlighten me? She's like, you don't know anything about the Lion Crane War. The two clans are they're in open war against each other, and it's 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 one of the bloodiest conflicts that's happened in Rokugan in years, generations. Oh well, that, that's not good. I like the crane. Well, I mean, I don't love the crane, but I I, I used to drink sake with a few a few guys from the Crane Clan. Jeez, I had no idea. You, you think, you think Kinchi's got the taste for bloodshed? Well, don't all lion? I guess you're right. She's yeah, like they're a bloody people. Here in our community, we have no love for the crane. That's true, but that doesn't mean we trust the lion either. She says that we wouldn't trust warmongers to enter into our into our village, and we try to keep away from the politics of Northern Rokugan as much as possible. I I, I wanna. I want to agree with you, but we're on a, a serious mission, and we need all the help we can get. But what about the other scorpion I'm traveling with, Subasa? Do you know him? Have you, have you seen him? I, I don't know anything about him personally, but conventional wisdom tells us to never trust a scorpion. Okay, so you're, you're really just basing your suspicions on prejudice. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> this is a call out post (laughs) she says i i do what i must to protect my family and to protect my community and that that includes keeping away you know scorpions and warmongers like the lion listen i understand but i've traveled with dragon i've traveled with scorpion and they've never done me wrong and i have no reason not to trust a lion 
So I'm going to take my chances, but I appreciate your concern and your caution. Okay. And she, uh, she, you know, she humbly bows to you. Thanks. And, uh, can I get another sake at the table? <laughs> another round. <laughs> you know what? Just leave, just leave a picture. <laughs> the picture of sake. <laughs> when you guys travel, you travel in class. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So do you return back to the table? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the table. I'm like, Tom, what was that all about? She seems a little, you know what, man? The service here is people, poor. <laughs> some people, you know, some people just, they've got these preconceived notions of how people are going to act. And you know, I think she needs to look within and, you know, maybe clear up some of those prejudices. And what, Was it the masks? Is it the masks? It was the masks. It it's was just our, the it's just our heritage. <laughs> you know, Burrow, I, I wouldn't take it personally. Subasa, you too. You know, I know how the crab are. They're very blunt. You know, they don't see a lot of other kind of people. Diversity is not their strong suit. So let's <laughs> let's just give her the pass on this one and not take it the wrong way. <laughs> I'll I'll tip accordingly. <laughs> yeah, eight <laughs> percent. No, no, that's rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, wait, what's the tipping? What's the standard percentage to tip in Rogugan? You don't tip peasants. <laughs> yeah. They just give us stuff. We just take away from them. <laughs> Honestly, you could just command them to give you all their sake, and like it would be dishonorable of them to not oblige. Well, I think I think we've had enough of this sake house. I'm ready to call it a night and finish our journey and get to get to go see Kunichiagi. Yeah, are we are we staying here? Do we do we bring the chest in? We bring the armor in into our into our quarters for the night. So yeah, you guys are kind of discussing at your table about what you want to do, and um, uh, a couple of visibly drunk peasants um who are also in the the sake house with you guys uh they come up to your table and they address ikoma kenshi oh my god and well, they say you hey want an autograph no <laughs> <laughs> you want <laughs> they, they say hey hey we uh we just want to let you know that we support everything that your clan does in the war effort against the crane the crane deserves to be put in their place you know they can't be just sticking their beaks wherever they want it's it's good that your clan is sticking up, standing up to them, and and putting them in their place. Say so, yeah, and I uh, drink some sake with them. I give them a little cheers. I play them a little lion song. Can I perform a song for them? You play the reins of Castamere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to make a performance check? Yeah, I guess it'd be charm. So I'll do water. Okay, you're gonna try to charm them. Okay. Yeah. All right, two successes and one strife. Okay, they are they are thoroughly charmed. They Is it a sweet really song? they're loving your song. <laughs> Do they like it? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 yeah they they really love it. Um, and you've uh you've charmed them, and they're like uh-huh. you, you know what they're like hey you know what you guys you shouldn't be staying in this you know gross dirty sake house you you should you, it would yeah, be an honor to have to host you guys at at our house. Oh, we're bringing the party back to the pad. Yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. do it. That sounds cool. Yeah. And um, they you through talking to them, you get you uh, you know that they know who the rest of the party is. They're like, yeah, it mm-hmm. it, it would be an honor to have the uh, the party of the martyr monk stay with us in our lowly um, hovel. We would we'd appreciate it a lot. Um, I I asked them I asked them uh, what one question before before agreeing to go with them. I I tell them you've you've heard so you've heard of us then. Well, of do course. Do you believe? Do you believe everything you've heard? Do you believe of our exploits? We have a lot of doubters in Rokugan. A lot of haters out there, and we don't want to be spending the night drunkenly convincing people of of the heroic actions that we just that we just underwent. And they they bow to you and they say that, of course, that they believe in everything that happened. Like it it checks up with. Everything that they've heard about what's been happening with Shiro Haruma in the the past centuries, it, it's in line with the rumors that they'd been he- hearing about Atsumari no Oni uh, returning from Jigoku and raising an army. And uh, and they they bow to you guys and they say that you you helped save their lives and you helped save the Crablands from perhaps being destroyed by an overwhelming army of the demons and, and the undead who live in the Shadowlands. Damn right. That's what I like to hear. Let's <laughs> party. Oh yeah. It. I leave a fart inside that um that sake house because that lady sucked. <laughs> Just crop dust them <laughs> as you leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys you leave the it. sake house and you travel back to their their little hovel. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a peasant's novel. They don't have much, um, <laughs> but they do everything that they can to like give you guys like warm food and like fire and like as best they can, you know, like comfort comfortable bedding, you know. And uh, they give food for your horses, and they they tie them up in their stable, and uh, they do everything that they can to like generally make you guys like comfortable. Cool, awesome. See, um, you guys re- with me, you ride it in style. <laughs> Uh, in return for their hospitality, I'd like to uh, ask the Kami Anari to bless them with a with a fortifying meal uh, the mm-hmm. next day when we leave. I have that. I have a technique. That's cool. To to summon a summon a fortifying meal. Can we have some of it too? I, if I <laughs> if I roll well enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they probably don't need. It. They're just gonna be farming. We probably need it more. But may, I mean... may I do that? <laughs> you, you you may you may. All right. It's a theology water check. Okay, uh, I got two successes, an opportunity, and one strife, which means I succeed uh, in Anari's blessing. And oh, okay, shit! I can only feed two people because I <laughs> I only summoned enough food to feed two people. Well, it's just uh, these two guys, so there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to use the opportunity to make it especially fortifying, a uh, 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 very fancy food that maybe they wouldn't normally get elsewhere. And this is like a, a thank you for. For hosting us, oh, not enough to feed us, but they they look at it and it's host. like it's almost like too much for them to take. It's like they don't even know what to do with it. This is like some of the best food that they've ever had, and they like they're starting to eat it, and they just you can see it on their faces that like they love it. Like this is the best meal that they've probably had in a very very long time. Um, and nice. they they eventually just kind of scarf it down, you know, forgetting the formalities of the situation, and they kind of um they uh, they let their guard down a little bit, and they just like devour it. Nice, and it was a whole roast pig, so it was a, a one whole pig for two people. <laughs> one whole roasted pig, uh, a, a small pig, okay. <laughs> a piglet. Dang, <laughs> one roasted piglet. And, uh... <laughs> when they finish eating, you know, and they kind of sit back and they've got that like satisfied look on their face, you know, um, they uh, they're kind of looking at each other, and you can you can tell that there's something that they want to say, but they uh, they uh, they aren't quite sure if they should bring it up. Um, but finally, one of them sort of speaks up and. Uh, and he and he says, um, "Lion, please, can you tell us what what do you know of of the war that's happening in northern Rokugan? We here uh, in this in the far south, we're just peasants, and we don't really hear a whole lot of information. We only get tidbits here and there, and and we'd like to know as much as possible. What can what can you tell us about what's happening? What do you know? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I just play some music, man." Do would I would my character even know about it? If you want, you can make you can make like a check to see how much your character would know. Okay, sounds good to me. Government, you can do government, and uh, this would be this would be a recall. So you're gonna have to use your Earth Ring. Okay, I, can I use culture or just government? I'll allow you to use culture. Hell yeah! Two success arenas. Okay, with your two successes, um, you can generally relay to them some basic information mm-hmm. about um, the conflict that's happening between the lion and the crane right now. So you tell them that uh, the mm-hmm. conflict is focused around a city in northern Rokugan called Toshi Ranbo. And this city has long been a point of contention between the two clans for years, probably generations now. Uh, they've been in open kind of conflict over the city, um, but the local magistrates, the local governor, um, the local government of the city has kind of established a uh, uh, a neutral zone in the city that doesn't allow either side to deploy troops into the city, and they they kind of keep it like an open. Um, like an open market in the town and it's it's got its own central mm-hmm. autonomy and it doesn't necessarily belong to any clan um within Rokugan. But however, recently the Crane clan broke that armistice and they deployed troops in the city. The Lion fought against them and they tried to reclaim the city, um, but they were unsuccessful. And you know that since then it's kind of uh spiraled into uh, a handful of open battles between the lion and the crane as diplomatic negotiations are failing between them. And it's slowly turned into one of the bloodiest uh, conflicts in Rokugan in recent memory. Dang. Yeah. Wow. And that's what you relay to them. That's what I told them. <laughs> and they're like, 
What are they thinking? They're just like open mouth, just like staring, like like trying to take in as much as possible, you know? Like, yeah, man, it's bloody it's bloody stuff, man. You don't want to get involved. <laughs> Stay here and just make some make keep farming, you know. It's easier to have a simple life, you know. Can't ever, everyone can't have the rock star life. <laughs> How far where where is where is Toshi Rambo? How far away is that? Oh, hundreds of miles from where you guys are now. Oh, okay. Toshi Rambo is in northern Rokugan, north of Odosanuchi, south of uh the Dragonlands. Um, kind of in between that. It's pretty far north from where you guys are, hundreds of miles away. Um, Toshi Rambo, you do know, is it's the largest city in Rokugan, and it's a huge port town on the river, uh, and it's it's a huge source of income, and it makes sense that it that it would be a point of contention between the two clans, um, mm-hmm. because whoever controls the city would have a huge influx of wealth, and they'd also have uh, a stronghold on the river that they would be able to deploy troops up and down. And it, it's a really strategically important position to both clans. Well, that is do, do one of the clans actually have like a claim to it or is it always, has it always supposed to have been like a neutral zone? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the funny thing about claims is uh one clan will claim it and they'll have X reason for saying it's theirs. And then another clan will take it and say it's theirs because of Y reason. And who actually owns it is, it's really open for debate. And that's why it's such a bloody conflict that no one wants to get involved in because both clans kind of have a valid claim over it and they just sort of take it from each other back and forth. And they've been doing this for centuries now. Uh, It's just been for a few generations now, they've been able to establish a peace within the city by having it like a neutral autonomous zone where neither clan actually has claim over it. Okay. Um, but as, as you have found out, the, uh, the crane have kind of broken that and they've, they've taken the city and, uh, and the lion have tried their best to take it back from them. It's been an open battle, but they haven't really been able to do it. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get them one day. Don't you worry. You little <laughs> crab peasants. What are your guys' names actually? Um, <laughs> we've, we've been hanging out this long. <laughs> we hung out all night and never got their, their names. We've just are, been calling them uh, crab peasants. <laughs> <laughs> We said peasant one and peasant two. Their (laughs) Their names are Riku and Show. Oh, cool! They could have their own show, Riku and Show show. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna be the bonus Patreon show. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Riku and Show talk show about the conflict between the lion and the crane. (laughs) Just a political talk show. Uh, anyway, so they, they, they thank you for the information. This was, um, you know, they've only heard, like they said, tidbits of information here and there as travelers come and go. And when they go to market, they hear a little bit here and there, but it's mostly just rumors to them. And to be able to hear from somebody who's actually, you know, maybe traveled there and actually seen firsthand some of the stuff that's happened, uh, they really appreciate it. They really appreciate the, the information that you could give them. Yeah. I tell them you guys want to see something cool. And, uh, I take them out to our caravan. And I pull out the uh, the Naginata I got from the the Stone Guardian. Oh man, you're just like you're just you like this bad hey, boy. Hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> and you show them the sacred Naginata. <laughs> <laughs> you come come out to my car. <laughs> come out to my van. I'll show you something <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> I pull out that guy. You can still see the jade kind of like twinkling. They're in awe of the weapon that you were showing them. Uh, they've never seen anything like it. Even in even in the darkness of night, like the the blade still shimmers a faint green glow from the the jade that's in the steel um and it's like they're they're almost they're like afraid of it they like they they think this might be some kind of holy artifact they don't know what to make of it and they're terrified tell them to spread the word there are any doubters who don't believe our mission don't believe the trials we've went through i want i want you to tell them what you saw here tonight (laughs) and then they say and they get that look. Oh, yeah. They get those looks on their faces again, like they have something they want to say, but they don't want to be the first one to say it. Um, and then uh, uh, Riku, he he steps up. And he says, "Do you do you also have the armor? Do you do you have the armor of the martyr monk with you? No, we 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 don't. <laughs> we don't have. We that. don't want to show our hand too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna lie. Like, to no, them. we are. We're we're simply traveling to the emperor's court to deal with uh, unrelated matters." Okay. Yeah. Um, make a check to they lie to them. They got the Naginata. They got to see that. <laughs> make a check to lie to them. It's going to be a TN1. I guess I could do that. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I guess I'll use like a command. Okay. Make a command. Yeah. With a... 
Um, I'd say, so you're going to use a command, so you're just going to be like, hey, like, it's none of your business, don't worry about it. So you can either use your air ring to trick them, or um, you could use, like, your water ring to kind of just change the subject, or you could uh, you could use a fire ring to just, like, s- intimidate them and scare them. Okay, I'll use my fire ring because <laughs> that's what I have the best. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Just unload on them real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's I got. I, yeah. Three successes. Two strife. Okay. With th- strife, I'm getting a little worried. The strife goes on. with it when yeah. you're on fire. When you're in. Um... Oh, the strife adds to the yeah. successes. Yeah. Oh, so that's five successes. <laughs> five. Okay. All right. They're they're terrified. They get down onto their hands and knees and they start uh, asking for forgiveness. You you have just like struck the fear of God into them uh, with your sacred naginata no less in hand. <laughs> Um, and, and they're, they're bowing, they're, they're apologizing. They say, sorry, we apologize for our insolence. We understand that it's none of our concern that you, uh, you, you samurai of such status, uh, don't need to tell us anything. And, and it's, it's very rude of us for overstepping our boundaries and asking such private questions. It it was a little rude, but you know what? (laughs) You crab peasants are the lifeblood of the entire crab clan. And I don't want you to feel bad. You know, You, you deserve a little bit of show sometimes, but just, you know. Be a little more careful. So now don't be so pushy. They they stand up humbled and they and they bring you back into the uh, the space that they're giving you guys to sleep for the night. And they they show your you your quarters and they uh, they kind of bow out and they uh, they wish you guys a good night. Sweet. Is someone washing the armor or like with the caravan and shit or what? Um, you tell me. Oh yeah, Su- Subasa is always. Do you have Subasa? He's always it? on armor duty. And Subasa. He he hey, says we can't, we can't do Kuni He says <laughs> it would be his honor to watch over the armor while you guys sleep. Yeah, we're going to have Subazo watch it. Yeah, you can't, you can't have Kuniakari watch it. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Sorry. I had to. She can feel it. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's holding on to it the whole night. She's going to hold on to it. Hey, maybe... maybe <laughs> She just puts it on. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys check in for the night, and you have Bayushi Tsubasa looking over the armor uh, in the stables while you guys are sleeping. I tell Squee to shut up. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> active at night. Oh, my God. It's like, he, like he's built for it or something. What are you fucking out there? What's up? going on? He's like a perfect little alarm, though. Uh, <laughs> Every day at 5 a.m. <laughs> okay, so you guys wake up the next morning, and you, you travel back on the road, uh, traveling towards, again, towards the northwest, towards the Cooney Wastes, um, and you're kind of here in the breadbasket, basically, of the Crablands between... Uh, the the Caillou Wall to the south and the west, and then another mountain range kind of to the north and the east. Um, and as you're traveling, you guys start to notice you uh, you're seeing a lot of like military units traveling, and it looks like they're traveling south, like towards the wall. And what 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 mon? Can can we see their mon? Like what clan they belong to? Well, they're all crab. They're all crab. Um, and they're they're traveling south, and they they represent okay. basically all of the families, but they're mostly they're mostly Hida and Haruma Mons that you're seeing. Can we stop them and ask them what their mission is? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you see one unit start to walk by. It's just a it's a unit of probably a hundred, maybe two hundred, uh, just Ashigaru spearmen, but they're led by an officer. Um, and so you do want to stop them and maybe address the officer and ask what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I would like to address the officer. Okay, and uh, um, okay. How how are you gonna how are you gonna reach out to him? He's a he's a man of status, and he's on his horse, and he's in his full plate armor. And uh, how how are you gonna reach out to him to try to get him to stop and communicate with you? So um, I'm gonna say, excuse me, sir. Oh, well, I first off, I bow deeply. Of course, <laughs> um, I see you are a man of culture as well. Your plate armor looks magnificent. the The blue metal is shining in the the warm crab sun. You have a healthy, healthy plethora of crab soldiers following you. We are uh, on a mission. You see, we recently were tasked with taking on some of the evil of the Shadowlands. I'm sure you've heard of our plight. And I would like to request some information on why such a large troop of soldiers is moving south towards the wall. Okay, make a courtesy check. When he says that, I, I pull out like the uh, the letter that Hida Nagahide wrote for us okay. to like take to the uh, 
to take to the emperor you know her recounting of like the events from the shadowlands and i'm guessing it has like a like her like a symbol of hers on it and i kind of want to just like show him be like we have orders from hidanagahide uh to to get any reports from traveling uh crab troops uh on our way to the emperor so are you gonna use hidanagahide or hida hachiro's note we have the support of Hidanagahide as like a distinction. No, you so. have the support of Hida Hachiro. He's the Tesa of the castle. Oh, it was Hida Hachiro? Yeah, yeah, Hachido. He's your boss. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I do the same thing I just said, but with Hida Hachiro. Okay, I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Um, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and he's looking it over. Meanwhile, Tomo's making his courtesy check. Yeah, and I got two successes on that. Okay, that's all you really needed. What ring did you use, by the way? Uh, the Earth ring. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, and um, and he says, oh, you know, and uh, he gives you kind of a, a short bow, you know, and he says, uh, um, of course, yeah, I'll, I'll, let me explain. Um, and he tells you that they are traveling to a, uh, they've been ordered to travel south to the Caillou Wall where the crab are kind of amassing their armies. And it's not... Um, Really public knowledge, but since you rolled well enough and because you have the support of Hida Hachiro and you have that letter and everything, he tells you that the uh, the the crab daimyo, Hida Kisada, is planning an invasion force into the Shadowlands to retake Shiro Hiruma. Oh, wow. You know, we were, we were at Shiro Hiruma not very long ago. And, and yeah, and he's like, and you, it, you're it the... Take many men. You're the uh, you're part of the the martyr monks party. You guys went uh, into the Shadowlands and you and you defeated Atsumari no Oni and and you've you've cleansed the land and and he says and that's what's prompting this campaign into the Shadowlands to retake the castle. We now know that Atsumari is defeated and the Shadowlands forces in the area have withdrawn and we think that now is a is a, is the time to retake the castle. I, I think you're right. I feel that we've cleansed most of the greater evils, but there's still. Many dangerous foes around Shiro Haruma and of course all throughout the Shadowlands. Yeah, we tell him about the uh the uh the like barracks, that little watchtower that was on the other side of the burnt down bridge. We're like, Yeah, if you guys see that, uh you're gonna have to kill a lot of things in there. We just kinda burnt <laughs> the bridge down. Sorry. Uh sorry about that. But also like you're welcome for all the other stuff. There's a lot of big bads that are dead. Yeah, we uh <laughs> You guys cleared out the dungeon and made it so they can go in and like, you know, take it over. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and he says, uh, and he said, and he thanks you for your for your duty and for your service to the Crab Clan. And he bows again, and uh, him and his his unit take off south towards the wall. Cool. Glad to know that. Yeah, they weren't just gonna let all their work go to waste and let let the evil guys just kind of take it back over. That would have been a bummer. Also, having an outpost that deep in the Shadowlands will probably be pretty beneficial. Yeah. And um, Kuni Akari speaks up, and she says that it's it's also part of, partially kind of a symbolic thing. the um, The loss of Daylight Castle is a stain on the Crab Clan's reputation, and for them to be able to retake it is kind of it's it's a it's it's also a symbolic gesture. It's them kind of reclaiming their territory and sort of like stepping up and retaking their position in Rokugan and uh, reclaiming their title and. Um, and uh, changing their reputation of themselves in people's minds. Erasing the shame that they've had to bear for hundreds <laughs> of years. <laughs> it's it's kind of a retribution thing, you know, or a redemption right. thing. Cool. Nice. Respectable, honorable. Oh, yeah. And I look over at Bro, I'm like, hey, Bro, you know, Hida Hachiro only gave us five people. He got 200 men. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel kind of shorthanded, you know? Yeah, you know, if we would have had 200 men when Atsumari, you know, raised his entire army of uh, skeleton skeleton dudes, yeah. uh, that would have been nice. Maybe Yoshi would still be here. Dang. Oh, man. Yeah. Just food for thought. I feel shortchanged. I just start, I, <laughs> oh, the, man. the longer I think about it, I just get a little more mad. <laughs> That's all right. We got, we got to carry on our mission. Let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see Yoshi again soon. All right, yeah, we'll keep keep moving. So keep on trucking. After about three days of traveling across uh, Kiyukan Province, you you begin to get closer to the the Kuni wastes, and uh, crawling steadily closer, you feel the presence of an uncomfortable nothingness. The fertile fields and rolling hills 
give way to a blasted, dead wasteland before you. Here there are no birds in the sky, no water rushing through babbling creeks, no trees reaching for the sun's light, no animals feeding on the harvest of the land. Here there is only sand and stone and gray sky, as if life itself had been sucked dry from here to the horizon, a place where nothing grows and the kami do not dwell. What's it smell like? <laughs> smells like nothing. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, Kuniakari senses, sort. she sort of senses the the change. She senses the uh, the, the change in the landscape and the, the withdrawal of the kami. And she says, oh, we're home. This is where you call home? And she explains that... Yeah, this this is the homeland of the Cooney family. <laughs> well, I can see why you decided to make your new home uh, at Spear of the Dawn Watchtower. I can see why the Cooney look inward. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, as you guys are traveling, uh, you're kind of you're moving into the Cooney wastes, and you're now on the, this like barren, dry landscape and she's explaining to you that uh the Cooney wastes are a result of the shadowlands taint and what happened was 400 years ago when the shadowlands made their invasion into rokugan the same conflict that caused the fall of daylight castle the uh the shadowlands forces broke into the crablands proper and they they kind of put up a, a huge resistance here which is now known as the Cooney wastes when the shadowlands forces were defeated and they retreated the effects of the taint lingered in the in the area and the only way for the kuni shugenja to rid their land of the taint was to completely destroy the landscape and so it's this sort of strange gray neutral zone where there are no spirits there are the in order to get rid of the the malign cancer that infected the landscape they also had to get rid of all of the kami and so now it's just this they, they just sort of nuked the whole area of, of all life and of all spiritual development. And so now it's this this gray, blasted landscape instead. It's kind of, it's kind of badass, Jeez, actually. Yeah, it is kind of badass. Pretty but real. if we can't even speak to the Kami here, how are, we, how are we supposed to speak to Yoshi? Makari, what... What does your father do here? She says the Kuni family of Shugenjas have studied and focused themselves on one particular sort of study of of, of magic, to, so to speak, uh, that no other family in Rokugan has studied. And put simply, it's binding magic. Their ability to bind uh, spirits to a single location. Um, and so she kind of, uh, she's kind of considering her next words and she says, I believe that my father may be able to bind Togashi Yoshi's spirit to his armor. Oh, oh man. What the heck? That sounds badass. That sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds wild. Damn. So like he'll be like will the armor like move and stuff? Well, she's not completely certain. Like living armor? She's not completely certain because okay. something like this has actually never been tried before. Um They've tried, you know, they can put uh, the the recently departed into things, and they can put the Kami, and they, they can bind the Kami to things, they can bind Kansen, and they can bind Shadowlands creatures, living creatures. Um, they've never they've never tried reaching for a, a creature or a soul or a spirit that actually lives in a different plane, taking it out of that plane, bringing it to Ningendo, and binding it to a material there. So it's it's kind of an experimental thing. She's not 100% sure it will work, but it's her best guess. Damn. I hope um, we don't end up with something similar to the Defender that we defeated in Daylight Castle. Mm, I hope that we can ooh. get Yoshi back as we remember him. I look at Bro and say, Bro, you realize if we are able to bind Yoshi's soul to his armor, it'll be that more important that we find the proper resting place for this armor. Yes, I... I agree. We'll make our, our meeting with the Emperor that much more important. True. This is epic, guys. I'm glad I tagged along. <laughs> You're just like jotting down yeah. lyrics. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Living armor. <laughs> <laughs> right there, right there. Write it down. Write it down. But um, yeah, you guys, actually, that's a really good point Burrow made. 
Uh, you guys have actually seen a, um, a result of Kuni binding magic in action when you guys fought the defender in uh, oh, Shiro Haruma. Yeah. yeah, and like I'm hopeful of seeing my friend, but now I have this nagging fear that maybe we're just going to end up creating another a monster. Another monster. Like the fly. <laughs> or like a Frankenstein kind of a thing. Oh, man. That's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, dang. I guess let's let's find Go let's find, find your, your father. Daddy. Yeah. So you guys are traveling in the Kuni wastes, um, and um, you guys are kind of helping Kuni Akari. You're kind of helping guide her a little bit because though she knows the way, she's the only one who knows the way. She's you know she can't see now, um, and so you guys kind of have to help her, and you have to sort of describe things, you know. And uh, as you describe things, she's telling you and giving you directions on which way you guys need to be traveling. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, there's some desolate wasteland to the west. There's some more desolate wasteland to the north and the east. Uh, some farmland behind us. She's like, ah, yes, <laughs> this is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> know exactly where we are. So as you guys are traveling, uh, you see a small fort uh, with four stone walls and a short watchtower built at the junction of the southern and western walls. A worn wooden door with rusted iron fittings protects the interior from the wasteland. And we like describe that to Akari and we're like, is is this the spot? And she's like, yeah, I think this this must be it. This uh, this is Bright Spring Fort. This is where my family returns every year to help uh, the older generations with their uh, their crops, their their yield for the year. Doesn't cool. seem like a very appropriate name given the uh, scenery. <laughs> Do you guys approach the fort? I'm assuming you guys walk up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I kind of want to like lead Akari uh, up to it like first, so that if there's anybody like watching, you know, watching the entrance or anything, maybe there's a chance that they would recognize her. Yeah. Okay. And then as you guys are approaching, uh, you hear somebody shout out from the watchtower, and the it, it, it's a it's a male voice, and he says, "It it looks like." It looks like Akari's home. It looks like Akari's back. And uh, you guys are approaching the door, and the, uh, the, the worn wooden door opens slowly, and a, uh, a frail woman peeks her head out, and she looks out, and she says, Akari, is that you? And, uh, and she, she recognizes the voice. It's the voice of her mother. And uh, she runs up to them, and, and they embrace, and uh, they, they welcome you and the rest of the party into the fort. Sweet. You said that was her, her mother? Yeah. Did she notice her condition? Well, yeah, but they've sure, been in correspondence. Sure about it, right? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And uh, the, she... the story of what happened is pretty well known throughout Rokugan, or at least within the Crablands, as you know. Um, this is the first time she's been able to see it with her own eyes, the wound that she's got, she's she's acquired while she was in the Shadowlands. Um, but they were, they've had time to prepare themselves a little bit. They heard about what happened. Okay, Um yeah, I introduced myself to uh, her mother. Uh, uh, hello, uh, I am Soshi Burazu. Uh, may I ask your name? And um, and she says, yes, it's wonderful to meet you and to, to meet the rest of the party. Um, my name is Mariko, and I, uh, I I live here at Bright Spring Fort with my family. She says, come in, come in, please come in. And they, they open the door. Uh, they they open the, the wooden door, and inside the fort is a courtyard with a lush green garden filled with healthy, ripe vegetables and trees overburdened with fruit lying the interior walls. A handful of men, women, and children are working in the garden um, while she's kind of escorting you across the courtyard. Cool. Does the garden look, is a nice garden? Because it's bright spring, is like really nice or something? Yeah, it's know. it's like a really lush green garden. And you can tell, you kind of get the sense that maybe the, the people who live out here in the wastes, they have to they build these small gardens like this and they have to protect them and they build the walls around them in order to, you know, keep bandits and raiders out. And so it's kind of a Mad Max sort of situation where they, they, they have to like really protect their, uh, their crop yield like that. You know, I asked Akari what her favorite, uh, food from the garden is. Cucumbers and eggplants. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Damn it. (laughs) And she says every year she looks forward to coming home to taste the apples from her favorite apple tree. And I, I go and I quietly pick a couple of apples and, and bring them back for her. Aww. Hand her one and 
you like put it in her you hand. Take a bite together. You like put it in her. Do you guys do like, like the wow. arm lock thing? Like they do. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like where like, you're drinking wine and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she bites into one end while you bite into the other end at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady in the tramp style. Lady in the tramp style. <laughs> yeah. So you put the apple into her Sick. hand and you kind of like close her hand around it and she like her her face lightens up and she says, "Oh, it's that's my favorite." Damn, brownie points. Anything for you, Akari. Oh, glad glad we could bring you home. Those brownie points. Those brownie points. Hopefully, will add up someday. And then I, I I turn to Mariko, who I assume is still hanging out, and I'm like, I'm I'm truly sorry for the the trouble that we've put your daughter through and how she's suffered, and I've I've made it my goal to ease ease her burden, and I'm glad I could bring her bring her home bring her home to you and and to meet you all. It's an honor. And she says yes. And I bow super deeply. <laughs> she Aww. says yes. Thank you for thank you for helping to take care of her, even in her condition now. And and she says I've heard all about the exploits of your party and and what happened while you were in the Shadowlands exploring Daylight Castle. And uh, she says that my family and the rest of my clan owe you a uh, a great a great deal of of favor. Well, your daughter helped us immensely out in the Shadowlands. So consider consider the debt. Consider a square. Nice. She's actually helping have... us even more right now. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to get through it without without her help. You've raised a fine daughter. And uh, as you guys are talking, you notice that she's kind of looking at Akari and she's like looking at her eyes, you know, and she's looking at her wound. And you, you can tell she's like really distracted by it. You know, this is the first time she's been able to see it, see her daughter with this horrible, disfiguring demon wound on her face now. Um, uh, and uh, as you guys are talking, she's having a hard time keeping a concentration on what you guys are saying because she's so distracted by this this sight on her on her daughter's face. Un- understandable. Can Can Kuni Akari like feel people staring at her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she's developed that level of sense yet. She might have. It's been a month now, so maybe. Can I try to um like put the mother at ease somehow? Like uh, use like sentiment or something to like. Make her not feel as bad about it. Yeah, go ahead. That'd be great. Like I said, cool. I will. I'll use void. Okay, to kind of like have her sort of accept it and be like, this is a part of, mm-hmm. you know, the world that we live in. And yeah. Mm-hmm. She should be proud of her scars. She's defeated demons. So two successes. And she says, yes, you're, you're right. I should know better. She and she kind of goes into this thing about how you know the Cooney, her the the Cooney family are devoted to uh, studying the Shadowlands, and uh, the this the, their family has the the Cooney family has created a um, a, a long a large system of ways to pr- uh, protect themselves from the Shadowlands and protect themselves from the taint, and um, she understands that this is simply a part of their life. And she understands that this is a part of being a crab, is being exposed to the horrors of the Shadowlands and, and the Taint. And uh, yeah, you can you can see now that she has a, quite a bit more clarity, and uh, mm-hmm. she has kind of come to terms a little bit more with uh, her daughter's condition now. She doesn't need to talk it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um, and I I tell uh, Mariko that like. That's actually kind of the reason that we came. The the Coonies' familiarity with the Shadowlands and the binding of spirits and the banishing of of Kansen and Oni uh, is the reason that we've sought you out. We're actually hoping to speak with your husband, uh, Chiagi, about getting in contact with a departed friend that we lost all in the Shadowlands. And she says yes, of of course. And she leads you uh, out of the courtyard and kind of into like the uh, the fort, like the keep of the fort. Um, and she leads you in. She she leads you into kind of like this study room, you know, in the fort. And you see a you see a a large man uh, sitting at a table. Is that large in girth or height? A little <laughs> bit of both. Is he portly? <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay. You see a man sitting at a table, uh, pouring over some some leather-bound tomes in a, in this dark little room, and uh, he's a he's a large man. Uh, Akari's father is an imposing figure, almost as wide as he is tall, a great round belly hiding beneath the sanctified robes of his order, steel gray and navy blue, the accents in deep blood red. A long wild mane of silver gray hair hangs down to his waist. Worn proudly on his toad-like face is the mask of his family, 
the kabuki-style mask of the Kunishigenja. Pure white powder covers his entire face, and thick black and red lines drawn over his features in heavy ink give him the image of a snarling ogre. And he looks up from his studies, and he looks at Akari, and he says, My daughter, you're home. And I think this is probably where we're going to end episode two. Ooh. Dang. That guy yeah. sounds badass. Yeah, he does sound pretty badass. sick. Sounds hardcore. Sick mask. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> sick hair. First yeah. thing I noticed is sick the, clothes. the mask. Yeah, <laughs> this guy got some mask style. Hell yeah. Tight. Yeah. I'm excited to see where this mm, uh, yeah. where this goes. How he can how he can help out. I really really want to get Yoshi back, man. Yeah, me too. It'd be tight to full metal alchemist him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> put him into a living suit of armor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I uh, I have a I have a system. I have a mechanical system to determine what is going to happen, but that I don't know what decisions you guys are going to make or what dice rolls you're going to make, and so it uh, it can pan out in a number want. of different ways. Let's just put it that way. Cool. cool. Uh, Hell yeah! That was that was a fun episode. Was yeah, good. getting getting some getting some world building, getting some background yeah. on the whole mm-hmm. lion crane meeting uh, debacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize in advance to any people on the Discord that are going to talk talk trash for us not knowing anything about clan rivalries (laughs) because yeah yeah we Uh, should know a little more about clan rivalries yeah i should probably be a little more versed in that but you know y'all get hey sound off in the discord teach us teach us teach us all learn us get get us learned but uh, yeah people in the discord not too much yeah Yeah, we're we're, we're people too (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah that was fun i enjoyed that episode all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode two of season two of Podcast of the Five Rings. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, you can check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes and links to more content relating to this episode. Leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe to the show wherever you guys are listening. Uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, what have you. All those, all those sweet platforms. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can tweet at us on Twitter at Pot5R. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcast of the Five Rings and see some cool pictures of dice and us recording and all of that. Uh, we also post all of that same stuff uh, on our subreddit and our Discord. You can uh, subscribe to our subreddit r slash Pot5R. And you can visit our website to uh, join up in the Discord. There's a big old link there uh, to to join. And uh, we got a, a nice handful of people that are hanging out, talking, discussing episodes, giving us more ideas. Uh, it's, it's a good time. So join us and hang out. We would love to have you. Uh, I want to shout out some of our contributors to the show. Our friend Dylan Munoz, who does all of our art or album art for the show uh what, what's his what's his handle let's, let's plug um, a handle of at, his at dylan munoz tattoo on instagram yeah he's pri- primarily a tattoo artist a yeah. very sick tattoo artist yeah he does a lot of my tattoos check him out oh yeah yeah he did some of yoshi's tattoos <laughs> he did yoshi's <laughs> tattoos and yoshi's and yoshi's player yeah. I- irl <laughs> um shout out to brandon spain for helping us make some music for our episodes and shout out to all you guys for mm-hmm. uh, checking out the show and sticking with us. I hope uh, I hope this season will uh, turn out to be something that you all enjoy and uh, can tell your friends about. Spread the good mm-hmm. word of Pop Five R. Anything else anyone want to say? I think you really nailed it there, yeah, bro. You did it, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Logan. I've had a, uh, I've Logan. had a season of practice. Yeah, <laughs> you're so good at doing the practicing it, outros. You're so good at and wrapping he's still up the reading off his phone, <laughs> and I he's still seasoned. have to go off of a script, <laughs> <laughs> a loose script. <laughs> hey, there's a lot to hit on. All right, yeah, I can't remember true. all of our handles. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But yeah, thank, thanks to the listeners, especially. Mm. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah, and yeah thanks for uh, thanks for being here. We love you all. Thanks for listening. We really do. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next time uh, in episode three of In the Court of the Chrysanthemum Throne. Yeah, we'll finally figure out that memory that um, Heath had of Burdine. <laughs> no, <laughs> special one. Everybody, everybody can can make guesses in the Discord about about the the special <laughs> memory that <laughs> we'll we have about Burdine little. that we think about whenever we uh, <laughs> since, since he's not here. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, 
Bye. Bye, Bye. Everybody. Bye everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Bye.